Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Porter Gals presents Terrifying Tales. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> the Driscoll Hotel in Austin, Texas. It is said that near midnight that there is a hush near the guest rooms of the top floor. An elevator door opens with a mechanical whisper and reveals that it has no passengers. In the deserted hall, there is a movement of air, a suggested of footsteps, a presence of personality. Although no one can actually be seen, there's a pause and in the air appears to shimmer directly in front of one particular door. Moments later, inside the room, a woman is gently awakened by a gentle, flirtatious caress. In her state of twilight consciousness, it takes several seconds for her to realize that she's supposed to be alone. Austin historian Mary Starr Barkley once said, Probably no place in Austin area is more heaped with history than the Driscoll Hotel. There are likely none who would disagree with this. From the time of the hotel's opening to present day, the hotel has played an important part in all that has taken place in the state's capital. In fact, the Driscoll was significant from its moment from the time of its birth. It was Austin's first hotel designed on a scale so grand and luxurious that it would draw guests from far and wide. The man who held the original vision was a wealthy Texas cattle baron, Colonel Jesse Lincoln Driscoll. In June of 1884, Driscoll chose a location and announced his plans to build. Two and a half years later, those plans finally came to fruitation. The impressive $400,000 hotel opened to tremendous fanfare. Three days prior to the grand opening, the Daily Statesman of December 17, 1886, promised its readers an accurate description of one of the finest hotels in the whole country. And then, there was no doubt that the majestic brick and limestone building was impressive enough to ensure such florid language. High stone arches, elaborate carvings, and splendid marble columns 
gave it substance and importance. The finest materials and craftsmanship made it luxurious. The appointments were first class, and the technology including a hydraulic elevator and a bell system that enabled guests to ring for assistance from the comfort of their own rooms was the most advanced of the day. The Daily Statesman called the Driscoll this palace hotel of the South, and all who saw it agreed. Colonel Driscoll must have been proud to give his name to such a brilliant structure. It's a good thing that he did. For a while, his name remained, literally carved in the stone. The man himself did not. Within one year of the spectacular opening, the financially strapped colonel was forced to close his proud monument. It was the first of countless changes in ownership of the hotel. The Driscoll saw three different property owners within its first four years alone, and there would be many more to come. Though the Driscoll was known for changing hands, it was nevertheless better known as the scene of many significant events in Austin's history. It was the first hotel south and west of St. Louis to feature electric lighting. In October of 1898, Austin's first long-distance telephone call was placed from the lobby of the Driscoll. It was even rumored that when the Texas Rangers formed the plan that would eventually stop the legendary bank robbers, Bonnie and Clyde, they did it in a suite at the Driscoll Hotel. These events alone would have secured a page in history for the hotel. Yet, they pale in comparison to the Driscoll's impact on the state's political arena. The Driscoll was once perfectly described by author and historian Professor Joe B. France as the living room for Texas politics. Writer David Hanners agreed in his December 21, 1986, Dallas Morning News article. Concerning the hotel's celebration, he wrote, The Driscoll has presided over the financial and political fortunes of those who would be king and those who would be dethroned. Its rooms have played host to nervous politicians. Lydon Johnson, chief among them, have sweated out election returns and wee hours. Its ballrooms have been the scene of elegant inaugural balls of many of the state's governors. Its bar has long been the haunt of the lobbyist eager to bend a legislator's ear over a stiffed drink. Past statesmen seem to agree. According to former Governor Price Daniel, if you are interested in Texas government, the Driscoll is where you came to hang out. Indeed, it was once said that if you wanted to find anyone who amounted to anything, you looked first in the Driscoll lobby, and then in its bar. Being the scene of such influence made the Driscoll important, not only to natives, but also to all Texans. In his 1973 book, The Driscoll, Joe B. France wrote, To the sensitive Texan, there could be no peace unless he had spent at least one night within the Driscoll before committing his body to the Lord. France might have added that, for some, the Driscoll held such tremendous appeal that they were choosing to stay on even after committing their bodies elsewhere. Somewhere along the line, people began to say that one of the most haunted buildings in Austin was the Driscoll Hotel. Over the years, 
stories accumulated about employees and guests who have never checked out of the Driscoll. The housekeeper spoke of hearing footsteps behind them in the halls, yet finding no one there when they turned to greet the person. The office telephones were known to act in strange ways. Some guests even complained that their luggage would have moved around the room at night as they slept. Of course, no hotel employee would have entered the room, and no rational explanation could ever be found. The paranormal explanation that many offered over the years was that the haunting was connected to two tragic events that have taken place at the Driscoll. According to legend, one murder had been committed in a room, and a suicide in another. Those unhappy spirits were said to be trapped at the Driscoll, but they were not alone. This prestigious hotel seems to be the afterlife abound of several ghosts, one who resides on the fifth floor, an African-American night watchman with a pocket watch, was known in life to be a faithful employee of the Driscoll. After working at the hotel for more than 20 years, the gentleman retired and then passed. For decades following his death, hotel guests would inquire about the fellow with the pocket watch who was manning the desk on the fifth floor. In 1998, the Driscoll's banquet manager, Arthur, related an incredible supernatural experience he had had at the hotel one early morning as he prepared to open the restaurant. Outside of the restaurant, there's a double set of elevators, he explained, and there's this mirror that covers the whole area in front of the elevators. He was standing directly in front of that mirror between the elevators, adjusting his tie, and just before 6 o'clock one morning, both elevators started to swoop down, he said. I could hear laughter getting louder and louder, and when the elevator stopped at his level, Arthur expected to see a group of late-night revealers spill out into the hall. Instead, both elevator doors opened simultaneously, revealing that both were absolutely empty. What startled him at that point was that the sound of laughter had grown even louder. I'm still looking in the mirror, he explained. I see absolutely nothing behind me. Laughter is now several people, very loud. I feel this cold breeze behind my neck. It gave me goosebumps all over. And as I turn around, I still see nothing. But the laughter at this point got even louder, as the spirit seemed to say, Look, he turned around to find us. As Arthur realized that he had just been the object of speculant ridicule, the sound of the phantom merrymakers trailed off in the direction of the hotel's lobby. Now, it was a good experience, he later recalled. I didn't feel spooked or even scared. I felt like, well, these were definitely several spirits that had, that had been partying all night. And here it was, 5.30, quarter till 6 in the morning. 
and they still sounded like they were having a good time. Although it was his first personal experience at the Driscoll's paranormal side, he added that there was a million other ghost stories floating around the hotel. One of the ghosts has even managed to become somewhat famous, immortalized in the 1992 single Ghost of a Texas Ladies Man by band name Concrete Blonde. The band's lead singer, Jeanette, wrote the song after having her own strange encounter while staying at the Driscoll in the months of April or May of 1992. Issue of Network, she recounted her experience. The TV would work, and then it wouldn't, she said. My key fit in the lock, and then it didn't. I went to my bed that night, turned off my light, and closed my eyes. And then the light went back on. She explained that the light was so persistent in turning itself on, she eventually resorted to unplugging the lamp. The ghost, however, would not be that easily discouraged. As she laid there in the dark, she suddenly heard a creaking sound. I opened my eyes, and the light was on in the closet, and the door was creaking open, just like someone was opening it slowly, she said. The singer was frightened, but didn't let her fear get the better of her. She spoke calmly to the ghost, saying, I know you're here, and I know you won't hurt me, then somehow managed to go to sleep. In the light of day, she may have wondered if her imagination was playing a trick on her. She assured otherwise when talking to a drummer who was traveling on the same tour. He had told her stories about a phantom on the fifth floor of the hotel that was known for making numerous advances towards female guests. It only goes for single women, she concluded. As fascinating as the hotel's supernatural activity is, it's just as amazing as the Driscoll Hotel, and it resides spirits are still in Austin. By 1970, despite the building's designation as a state historic landmark and its inclusion to the National Register of Historic Places, the wrecking ball was a real threat. The fading of this once glorious hotel was about to be torn down and replaced by a parking lot. When fate in the form of Citizens Group led by the Austin Heritage Society stepped in, the group raised enough money to stop the demolition and renovate the building. It reopened in 1973 in true Driscoll fashion with a gala ball. Since then, the hotel has gone through several periods of extensive refurbishing and renovation. That care and attention has made the Driscoll once again the magnificent and historic heart of the capital. Now, in its second century, it manages to graciously showcase its past while offering every possible comfort and convenience of the modern age. If, on occasion, that past intrudes a bit on the present-day landscape with the sudden chill or shifting shadow that suggests an unexpected visitor from days gone by, most people are understanding and even welcoming. After all, 
Over the decades, the Driscolls set the scene for countless dramas and even starred in a few. It is understandable that some ghosts have chosen to return to such emotionally and energetically charged location. Arthur summed it up well in 1998 when he said, The building is 112 years old. You should expect that there are some spirits floating around. Then he added his personal assessment. I think they're all friendly. With this glorious Texas hotel populated by agreeable ghosts, that's just the Driscoll, embodying the true spirit of Southern hospitality. So be sure the next time you're in Austin, Texas, to visit the Driscoll Hotel. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or on YouTube at The Porter Gals or on Instagram at the underscore Porter Gals. You can also find us wherever you get your podcast or at roguemedianetwork.com. You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.